You want contentment. You want to be fixed. You want peace. Over the last three years, I've meditated every single day, but I can tell you it's not the answer. In this video, we're going to explore why. You're probably looking at me and thinking, this is just some fake hippie on the internet. He's just not doing it right. And that might be. I am an idiot with a lot of things, so I very well could have been doing it wrong for years, but this is my experience. And if that's not enough, let me ask you this question. If meditation was the answer, wouldn't we be surrounded by a lot more peaceful people? Between Oprah and Deepak Chopra, everybody, or at least all of the middle-aged women in America should be fully enlightened, including me. For years I tried to get started, but it's only been within the last three years where I've decided to make it an everyday practice. And one of the reasons why I did that is I read this story about a monk that was studied, Matthew Ricard, at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Wisconsin, Badgers, where I'm from, woo! That doesn't matter. But this monk had an insane amount of gamma waves. I don't know what those are, but I want them because he's happy <laughs> and I want to be happy too. Since then, I've done tons of different versions, everything from mindfulness to gratitude, to mantras, to no thoughts, to watching the thoughts pass by, like clouds, guided meditations from Deepak and Tara Brock and Pema Chodron. I've done them lying down, I've done them walking, I've done them sitting until it feels like my back is full of spiders. In my calendar, I saw that I started daily meditation on January 6th, 2019. What does that look like for me? Right when I wake up, non-negotiable, I do 10 minutes and that's it. And what I start with is a minute of breath of fire. And this is a yoga breathing exercise with passive inhales and then active exhales that are quick and powerful. Apparently it's supposed to help with breath control and concentration and respiratory health. I also, I piggyback on this exercise where you try and release natural DMT. So after the breath of fire, I do a breath hold and then try and squeeze my, my perineum. Is that how you say it? Hey, what's the definition of perineum? Perineum means the area between the anus and the scrotum or vulva. Perineum, yeah. And it feels like it sometimes it, it works because I get this very bizarre sensation. Now that could just be a placebo. I'm totally open to that, but it, it's an experience. Then I do five things that I'm grateful for. And then for the rest of that time, I just try and come back to letting go. Give yourself a break. You give yourself as a caretaker of your body, of your mind, of your thoughts, you give it a break. So to start my day off with this practice of fire breath, gratitude, and then an exercise of mandated peacefulness. <laughs> Perhaps better than immediately getting on to my phone for emails and boobs on Instagram. <laughs> Perhaps. And I did all of this because I thought at one point I would be healed. There would be a moment where from then on I would be peaceful, but that didn't happen. But what does start to happen is you start to become very, or at least I started to become very intimate with my thoughts. And as someone who suffers from depression and anxiety disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder, my thoughts have always felt almost out of control or that they're controlling me. And with meditation, I have found what Michael Singer would call the seat of the self, which is a theory of a separate seat of experience that is actually watching the thoughts play out in front of you. Because as Michael Singer says, you are not the thinking mind. You are aware of the thinking mind. When you really tap into that, it feels different. 
And with this exploration into the mind, I think I've had a few visions and I, I don't know, I haven't ever taken mushrooms or ayahuasca or any of the other psychedelic medicines, but these visions were something fantastical that I've never experienced before. At this point, you're thinking, hey, but look, that's meditation. You did it, that's it, you're healed. But I wasn't. Even after this vision and a few others, my life didn't completely change. Is that too much pressure to put on one exercise, albeit an ancient one? Is it too much pressure to put on ourselves? I found this in my diary. Even with all the meditation and reading and just trying to practice everything that I've learned, I still feel incomplete. But again, that's why it's a practice. It's fine, you're fine, have fun. <laughs> And I don't know if I'm doing it right, if there is a right, but for me, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm gonna be enlightened anytime soon. And look, I don't wanna put a ceiling on you. Maybe you can be. I mean, you could probably just go live off as a monk in a cave somewhere if you want, but I've also heard that that's not the real test. It's almost like anyone could be Buddha in a cave in the middle of nowhere on a beautiful mountain, perhaps because you would die of exposure. <laughs> You're just immediately an angel. But the real test is if you can keep that same composure, that same peace, that same enlightenment when someone cuts you off in traffic. Pema Chodron says, we don't sit in meditation to become good meditators. We sit in meditation so that we'll be more awake in our lives. One night, I'm having a tough time garbage just going through my head. But then all of a sudden, this person is revealed to me, this, this massive person, almost like a, a hundred foot statue. And the skin is like plastic and oil. I can't see the front of it, but I know he's not completely human. And it's terrifying. He's there to hurt me. And I don't want to see him, but as I fight it, I'm pulled closer to him like a magnet. And as I'm pulled closer to him, I start to twist around him up into the air like I'm flying, I'm flying around him. And as I fly to his front and he, he twists in front of me, I see the truth and everything changes. I look at him in the face and I see that it's me. I'm the problem. I'm the fear. I'm the depression, I'm the anxiety, I'm the compulsions, I'm all of it. It's me who's doing it to me. There's no one else that's the problem. It's me, I'm doing it to me. And this comes back to one of my favorite quotes of all time from Eddie Hillison. She says, ultimately, we have just one moral duty, to reclaim large areas of peace in ourselves, more and more peace, and to reflect it toward others. The truly enlightened or at least peaceful among us, they're not just doing it for 10 minutes. It seems that they are living it. They are meditative. So after three years, will I keep going? Yeah. And I may not be Buddha, but I feel a bit better in conjunction with all the other therapies that I've implemented to feel different, to experience this life. And maybe one day I'll reach 50 years like Matthew Ricard. I'll have all those gamma waves flowing off of me. So is meditation the answer? I don't know, but maybe it's a part of it. And maybe that's peaceful enough.